Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, October 18th, 528 a.m. Central Time. Grain markets are higher this morning. December corn futures up three and a quarter at 492 and a quarter. November soybeans up nine and a half at 1306 and a quarter. December Chicago wheat up six and a quarter at 576 and three quarters. December Kansas City wheat up four and a quarter at 671. December spring wheat up four and three quarters at 732 and a half. We've got a couple of different wheat headlines to start off today. Heavy rains could damage China's wheat crop. The country's top grain producing areas are forecast to receive heavy rains over the next week. The excessive moisture could hinder wheat planting and corn harvest. A large portion of China's wheat crop in its northern region was damaged this summer due to heavy rains. To offset domestic losses, China has ramped up its purchases of better quality wheat on, uh, on the global market. Yeah, we've seen two flash sales of SRW wheat out of the U.S. to China this month. China is the world's top wheat producer. They're projected to grow 137 million metric tons of wheat this year. Uh, they are above the European Union and Russia. That would round out the top three. Uh, the majority of the China wheat Chinese wheat crop is a winter wheat crop that's planted in October. So this is a prime time planting season in regard to winter wheat. They also grow a spring crop, but that's only like 5% of production. So um, this is something to monitor. I don't think this is a make or break story right now. This this uh, story in Bloomberg was actually out two days ago. We're just getting to it today. But uh, something to monitor. We've got some other wheat stories here too. So drought conditions have worsened across Ukraine and are now interfering with winter wheat planting. Year over year, planting is lagging behind last year's pace by 17%. A lack of precipitation began in early August, and many regions have yet to receive any rain since then. According to meteorologists, 50 to 60 percent of Ukraine is experiencing some level of drought. Ukraine is not the wheat producer that they used to be. USDA projects that they'll be the ninth largest wheat producer on the planet this year, 22 and a half million metric tons. They were doing like 33 million metric tons. I think that was the pre-war peak. So you've got wheat production issues being discussed in a whole bunch of places. You got the China story. You got the Ukraine story. You've also got problems in Argentina. They've had drought plus some frost. I think Russia is going to be a little light. Australia is going to be a little light. All that being said, USDA continues to project or is projecting that global wheat production will be the second largest on record this year, just behind last year. And I suppose you can make a case that if all of these production issues turn uh, turn worse, and uh, things things kind of decline in terms of conditions in these uh, different countries. Yeah, you could fall and, and be the third or fourth best on record, I suppose. The thing with wheat is that it's not like soybeans. In, in soybeans, you've got like three major global producers, essentially. You've got Brazil, you've got the US, you've got Argentina, and that's about it. When it comes to wheat, you've got so many countries that grow wheat, you can uh, essentially afford to have production issues in a few of them and still end up with a really big global crop. So that, that's why wheat's tricky. And the wheat market, I mean, has not reacted to any of these production issue stories. It's uh, still very much trending lower. Uh, the charts look terrible. The funds are short. But, you know, maybe at some point these production issues matter. It just doesn't seem as if they matter uh, right here and right now. 
So if you guys are not already subscribed to our premium content, you need to check it out. Joe, can you tell me about the mailbag video that you put together yesterday? I think I'm going to start calling these, I think I'm going to start calling this grain marketing mailbag because most of these are grain marketing questions. A uh, bunch of stuff yesterday. Uh, one of the questions that came in that was really good, I thought, was about corn basis. Like if like, if this corn situation is really that bearish, why was basis so good a month ago? Uh, we talked about that. We talked about uh, some different sort of contracts, like min-max contracts. We talked about rolling HTAs. There's a whole bunch of uh, grain marketing specific stuff. If you guys signed up for the premium deal today, I'll send you that video. I also included in this morning's email the two videos regarding the crush expansion that we talked about yesterday. So sign up this morning. I'll blast you over that uh, email and you'll see the crush videos as well as the six most recent uh, premium videos. This is a $50 per month subscription. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. Tons of info direct from us every single business day. There's a new premium video every day, guys. The Mississippi River fell to a record low at Memphis again on Tuesday. The river was 11.98 feet below normal at 1 p.m. Central Time yesterday, eclipsing all previous records. Army Corps projections indicate that the river will remain 10 feet below normal or worse through the end of the month, despite recent rains. The next seven days are slated to be mostly dry across the Corn Belt and also throughout the Mississippi River Valley. Weather models this morning, however, indicate that rain will return during the back half of next week. So if you guys are watching on YouTube, this Euro map that's on my screen, almost all of the rains, like, like the Illinois-Iowa border especially, that's where you'll see the heaviest amounts in the River Valley. This is all going to be like in the last three days of this 10-day period. So the next week is going to be dry. And uh, anything beyond five or six days, honestly, is, is a coin flip. So maybe this forecast is real. Maybe it's not. But the rains that we've seen recently, and we've had some decent rains recently, have resulted in no river relief at all. And I think it's because we've had a drought in place. There just isn't, isn't the runoff. And uh, you're not seeing river relief. So this continues to be just generally speaking, a bad deal as it relates to basis, spreads, futures, demand. I mean, really everything. We need river improvement. Brazil's soybean crop is projected to reach record levels. The Brazilian Association of Vegetable Oil Industries is forecasting uh, the crop to reach a record 164.7 million tons, which is up 4.4% from last season. The group is projecting this season's soybean exports to hold steady year over year at 100 million tons. Brazil's 2024 crush is seen at 54 million tons, up from 53.5 million tons in 2023. Soybean oil production is expected to rise 1% this season, while soy meal production is expected to rise 0.7%. We talked yesterday about the lack of rainfall in some areas and how in Brazil there may need to be some replanting. There may be some planting delays. Uh, this group indicating that none of this is going to be an issue, that those are minor issues, and that the crop will be, in fact, record large. So uh, the private groups uh, sticking with the idea here that this is going to be a monster crop. The soybean market uh, has acted quite a bit better here the last few days. Just yesterday, there was kind of a trend line on that no bean chart that uh, we trade above here this morning. So the charts look a little bit better, but the, uh, the estimates continue to indicate record production. 
The Arkansas Attorney General is requiring a Chinese state-owned company to sell 160 acres of land in the state. A new law in Arkansas prohibits the ownership of land by companies controlled by forbidden foreign parties. The Chinese-owned company is a subsidiary of Syngenta Group and has been owned by Syngenta since 1988. The company claims the land is used for research and development since it is required to test products sold here in the U.S on U.S. soil. Axios had a really good write-up on this. So there are other states, uh, Texas, Louisiana, and Alabama, considering similar legislation this year. Montana already bans the sale or lease of ag land. I'm just kind of reading through this Axios piece. Um, Syngenta told Axios that this is short-sighted and it fails to account for the effects of such an action, intended or not, on the U.S. agricultural market. Uh, they said this, no one from China has ever directed Syngenta executive to buy, lease, or otherwise engage in land acquisition in the United States. Um, Syngenta's parent company is apparently on the Department of Defense's list of Chinese military companies posing a clear threat to our state. So I don't know if this is a market story necessarily, but uh, this is this is admittedly a, a light news day. So we threw this in and I thought it was interesting. Uh, Axios said this, and I guess this is USDA stuff, uh, 4 million acres of US farmland in 2021 uh, were owned by foreign uh, investors, and that's only 3.1% of all farmland. China only owns 384,000 acres, less than 1% of U.S. farmland. Interesting stuff. If you guys have thoughts on this, let me know. Drop them in the uh, YouTube comments. What did cattle do yesterday? Uh, cattle futures were up on Tuesday. Feeder cattle futures closed an average of 98 cents higher. Live cattle futures closed an average of 43 cents higher. Box beef was also up. Choice end of the day at 305.14. That was up 47 cents. And select end of the day at 278.63. That was up a buck 43. Outside markets, we've got some action this morning. U.S. dollar is, is about flat, but stocks are off. Uh, gold is up big, up $22, and big jump in crude oil. The December WTI contract up $2.84 at 88.27 last trade. Have a great day, guys. We'll talk to you on Thursday.